Welcome back to Cougar Country Hometown Sports. I'm your host, Maddox. Joined by me is my co-host, Jack. We cover Canby Athletics and interview coaches and players to get a better insight on what's going on. On today's episode, we start off with our segment of highlights and lowlights, followed by a recap of all spring sports and activities. Today, we interview five-time state champion dance team head coach, Jen Chafee, and then conclude with our new segment on the podcast, Cougar Country Approved. Jack, we're back. It's been a couple weeks due to some scheduling issues and spring break. We've been gone, but now we're finally back in the studio, so it feels good to be back. Yeah, it feels really good. I mean, like, uh, we're going to hear about this on my lowlights, but I'm going to give you a little headlight. Um, a, lot of, a lot of highlights. A lot, yeah, of, highlights a lot of highlights we got from the spring break, because I had a blast. I don't know about you. I had a phenomenal time. We'll get to that in a second. You, yes. wanna, you can start us off. I'll start us off. Um, spring break was awesome. I mean, had a lot of fun in Arizona. The baseball team took a trip down there, uh, all juniors and seniors, and then uh, Quentin. Quentin Esme. Uh, yeah, Quentin Esme went down with us. Uh, he's being uh, the backup when Kellen Oaks pitches. And um, we had a great time. I mean, I had a heyday when we went to MLB practices. Adam and I just really, we got so many signatures. It's awesome. That's awesome. Um, can you give me top, top three things you did while you were down there? Um, we were, so... Putting you on the spot. This yeah, um, MLB practice. That's okay. got to be number one. I mean, seeing the players and, like, when they're messing around, when they're hitting nukes, like, every single pitch is awesome. Um, number two, I got to go GCU baseball game. Phenomenal, phenomenal campus, phenomenal baseball field. Love yes. GCU. I'm taking the Discover trip next year. I'm going to go down. Yeah. Shout, shout out Matthew Powell. Exactly. Our boy. Dude, I, I texted Matthew down there like, hey, pop out to a game, bro. He he's had like, a, he had a track meet. I know. He's like, I got a track meet, man. I'm too busy. I'm like, he's not. He's he's giving us the Aaron Lakeman. The, mm-hmm. we're, he, he's too cool for us. Yeah, on God. <laughs> um, and then number three, uh, Dodgers game. We got on TV. Actually, yeah, we got on TV. We were right behind home plate. We were jumping up and down, like we we're like whoa, whoa, like going left and right when we were on TV. It was awesome. There you go. And I also had a fantastic spring break. I took a cruise to Mexico. Okay. So we stopped in three places: Cabo, Mazalan, and Puerto Vallarta. And um, that wasn't even my favorite part. I met some phenomenal people. Some that's awesome. Some awesome friends down there. Shout out to everybody. Um, I said I was going to give them all a shout-out on the podcast. So shout-out Devin, Gus, Annabella, Olivia, Julia, and Sarah, and Andrew. That's awesome. No, uh, what were your top three things? I'll put you on the spot. Okay, okay. So um, one was meeting all those people. They were phenomenal. They were really funny. Had a great time. Yeah. Made the trip. Made the trip. Second, ATV riding in Mazelon. <laughs> we went... ATV riding in like the city mm-hmm. and the guy there's like you know the roads are they can be kind of hectic and crazy and there's a lot of traffic he's like if you can drive in Mazelon you can drive anywhere and I had so much fun we got to go on one of the main roads like we drove down and it was right on the beach it was, oh yeah and it was like right at sunset it was beautiful that's fun had so much fun <laughs> And then three, I would probably say um, karaoke. Oh, dude, karaoke's highly underrated. Highly underrated. It's great to do just, you know, every once in a while, and it was a lot of fun. We did, uh, me and my crew, we did California Girls but okay. with uh, some Katy, like Perry, Katy Perry yeah, yeah. and some Snoop Dogg. Okay. So it was a lot of fun. Um, That's electric. Yeah, great trip. Um, did a lot. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, great, no, spring great spring break. Great spring break across the board. 
I had two. I had three highlights in total. Uh, two more were um, March Madness. March Madness, man. Electric. It's been a year of upsets. Yes, year of I ups- said uh, crazy upsets living up to the hype. Like <laughs> March Madness, we had a 15 seed this year. To the Elite Eight, which has never happened. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, they had a tough run today against uh, UNC. But they got absolutely stomped yeah, on. They, they figured out what... The what the elite eight is really living up to because, I mean, that program though holy they had no D one like uh or no no one ranked coming yeah. out of high school, and like I mean it's just a small school in New Jersey and uh-huh. they've made the tournament like twice before and. I mean, they were just, they just played such good fundamental team defense mm-hmm. and they were able to shut down like some of the better teams in the tournament. Hit like the key shots that they needed to. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, they made a run no one else has done before. And I mean, historic. Historic. Yeah. Shout out to the Peacocks. Exactly. Uh, our Creighton Blue Jays made it past the first round. I they want did. to say and that. Uh, Coach Evans didn't see it happening. I had to talk him into it. Um, he he marked down San Diego State with the uh, or with the win. So and the women's team made the Sweet Sixteen as a ten yes, seed. I know. So Blue Jays season, baby. It was a it was a good year for the Blue Jays. Um, my year, other high. Year, wait, year of the year of the Blue Bloods. That is Kansas, fact. Duke, and uh, North Carolina are all in the Final Four. Yeah, which are like three of the like four best programs mm-hmm. in college basketball historically. So year of the Blue Bloods. Yeah. Um, and then my other high was MLB baseball's back. I'm Baseball's so happy. Love when baseball is back. Yeah. Uh, just sitting out on the patio last night watching some Padres games. Oh, it was awesome. Mariners won big today, seven That's to one. That's good. Yeah. So big game. Um, and then oh, you got one more. Sorry. Oh no, that was my last one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My uh, last highlight is it's been a couple weeks. But uh, shout out to our friends at Tualatin for letting us into the student section for the state championship game. Yes, um, that was awesome. It was man. awesome. We were we were there. We were in the student section. We were hanging out. Um, they won. They won the state championship. Felt like we were part of it. We were Tualatin Timberwolves. Love Camby. Love Camby. Roll, you know. co- roll Kooks to roll, Adaya. Kooks for life, baby. Um, but Wolves for the day. <laughs> for the day. Um, I loved it. I know uh, we got we got like, a lot of friends up in Tualatin. I mean, know the Lakemans. Aaron actually was the one that got us up in the student section, so yeah. that was awesome. So yeah, definitely W W student section. Um, yeah, that's all I got. No, it was a it was an electric time because I mean, you love going to the games. You love uh, going to watch the teams play, watch good game, but. It's so much more fun when you're in the student section. Yeah, because you you don't necessarily feel part of the team, but like everyone's just you're chanting and you're rooting the guys on, mm-hmm. and then like the, everyone can collect on one thing. And like those at the end of the day, those are your friends out there. Yeah, those are your peers. You go to school with them every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout out to Twalden for winning the state title against the undefeated Summit. They were good. You're not gonna lie. I I thought they had I thought they had a chance. I thought yeah. they had a chance, but Twalden shut them down. Clearly the best team in the state. So. Yeah, Twalton uh, finally won one because I know uh, they had a lot a hard loss against Central Catholic for football, which for football. I was also there, but yeah. I left at halftime. Yeah, no, they, that was an L student section for football. It was cl- it was a cold rainy day. Like yeah, no. we'll, we'll give it to them. Yeah. But at more end of the story, uh, Twalton big dub mm-hmm. for uh, the state title in basketball. So now we got a we got a lot of sports to cover because we haven't been in the studio for three weeks and now spring sports are in full bloom. Yeah, 
Um, See what I did there with flowers. And- yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll start with baseball. Uh, we went one and three on our trip to Arizona. Uh, we lost two games off of a walk off, which is Ooh, which tough. is rough because uh, you go into the thing thinking you're gonna do amazing, and then you're right with them, right with them till the end, and then they hit a walk off win uh, base hit, or in the very first game, a case a walk off home run. Ooh. Off the scoreboard, I heard. Yeah, um, it's all right though. Uh, we lost that game one to four. It was tied one one going into the bottom of the seventh. Um, Real grudge match. Yeah, we uh, we just came out flat. Couldn't swing the bats in any of the games except the last one where uh, Clayton Langdale actually hit one, hit a moonshot over left center field. Um, lost our second game uh, on a walk off to uh, lost four to five, and then lost the third one to. Uh, some Arizona. Yes, team. another Arizona team. Uh, it was really good competition. Yeah, you guys. Sounds like you guys were competitive in all games. I mean, it says one and three, but I don't think that really tells the true story. So yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of upside in the ba- for baseball this year. Yeah, no, uh, we'll be good. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, we have a really good squad. Um, just can't wait for the season to get started on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, so staying in the, the diamond, I'll go to softball. The, they started off the season 2-1 and one and are ranked 13th in the state. So very good uh, very good so far. They won their first game 5-1 to one against South Salem. Uh, then they won 10-0 against Ridgeview. And then they lost 2-6 to six against the number two team in the state, Bend. Wow. So, so yeah, very good start for softball. Yeah, very good start. I didn't see any of the games because I think they were in they, I think they were in Bend for the tournament. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and I know the softball players were happy the way they uh, they played. They played, yeah. And they they said their goal is state championship. So I yeah, guess we'll see what happens. Exactly. Um, so I'm gonna go to golf. Golf. I love love me some golf, man. Uh, this is the season. Um, Canby opened up with a season opened up the season with a home tournament where we uh, got 14th out of 19. But that score doesn't really tell us how we are doing because uh, Tanner Van Meter didn't play in it. Mm, it? And uh, Tanner's supposed to be our one this year. I mean, him and Jake Rogers could go back and forth. The one A, one B. Yeah, of. yeah, exactly. Jake's uh, ranked highly in the state, um, but uh, Jake shot a 79, led the team, which. If anyone that knows golf, 79 is not amazing, but uh, the conditions that day weren't amazing either. Um, Zach Netter shot an 81 to get uh, to be second on the team. Clayton Guyman shot an 86. Coley Beck shot, shot a 93, and then Braden Wise shot a 94. So, um, I mean, first first meet of the se- season, got all, yeah. all the way left, so mm-hmm. yeah. nothing to be worried about. Uh-huh, exactly. Um I'm just excited to see what Tanner can do because, you know, transfer from Tualatin. Um, Regarded as one of the better golfers in the yeah, state as well. exactly. So if we can have Jake Rogers and uh, Tanner shooting high, we can be state-bound. So Absolutely. Good luck to the golf team. So now moving on to track, stick with me here. i got a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> um, but we had a meet at David Douglas. I'm not going to do the all-comers just because that wasn't like a like – a, it's mm-hmm. more just – recreational not like a high school competition yeah exactly um but we had a meet versus david douglas and i don't know why but they didn't keep points for events so i i think we won yeah um so i'm gonna because after going through all the events we won a lot we won more than they did so uh, I'm going to th- so, go on a limb and zoom. So you're with- saying our KMB track team is pretty good. Yeah. So I'll get started with all the stuff. So c- to start, Cohen Hall won the 100 meters. And I'm going to do guys first and then girls. But I should probably switch that. Mm-hmm. But next time. 
So we won the 100 meters, so good for Cohen. And yeah. then in our 200 meters, Omar Villanueva won, and then Embry Johnson got third. So And then yeah. in the 400, Kobe won the 400, and then Omar came in second. Love it. And then in the 800, Tom O'Neill won by 18 seconds. Holy. So, Do we have a time for that one? Two flat. That's good. That's good to start off. Yeah, so two laps around the track, 60, 60 seconds per lap. Good job. Shout out to Tom. And then Tom won the 1500, and then myself, I came in second. Yeah, love it. So, and then the four by one team came in first. So, love. And then four, let me, let me talk to you guys about the four by four. <laughs> so, we, so I, me and Tom, Ryan, Patterson, and Andrew Dewar were in this four by four team. And, we we're all kind of tired from the meet, and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. like let's get it done, blah, blah, blah. I start – so originally I was supposed to be in lane six um, just because they usually put the fastest team in lane six. That's yeah. just how track works. And then we a team opted out, and um, so we moved to – I moved to lane five. Yeah. And I'm starting, and I go around the first curve, and I'm in five, and I'm like, wait, wait. I'm not. I forgot we switched, and I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be in lane six, so I ended up running extra, and I don't, I don't want to say it cost the team, but like a guy ended up passing me, and I wonder if I just stayed in five. If I went, I had to run a little longer, yeah. take a little bit wider of a loop, so I wonder if I would have kept my lead. But I started, so it didn't go that much. But going into Tom's, uh, he anchored, he ran the last thing. We were, the guy had a probably forty meter gap on him. Wow, so and that's he, like like two three seconds. No, that's like five to like eight. Oh, really yeah so and tom gets tom came makes an awesome comeback like five to eight seconds that's a it's a pretty hard thing to do and he came back and he's coming down the final stretch and he passes the guy and we we get the dub and we're like oh my god <laughs> yeah so that was awesome to be a part of and then kobe kessler won the pole vault at uh 10 feet nine inches and then luke wow. souls came in second at 10 feet and then trey wakefield won the long jump and triple jump and then for the girls, uh, Ashley Peterson won the 800 meter, and Kenzie Biggie came in second. Um, Kenzie Biggie, freshman, she's wow. a phenomenal distance runner. So is Ashley, but as a freshman, she's ran very well. And then mm-hmm. Kenzie Biggie won the 1500 by 30 seconds. Wow. And then with Caitlin Doman coming in second, and then Callie Kessler won the high jump. Wow, so a very impressive showing from Camby. Mm-hmm. Especially for the first meet of the year, and like a lot of, our te- I'd say our team's pretty young. Like a lot of people haven't necessarily like ran, been in a track meet before, so very, very um, yeah. positive to see so far. And then we got a meet coming up on Tuesday at Lake Ridge. Oh, so uh, we're going to start one off with against, against a really good team, so mm-hmm. we'll have to see how they do. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go over to girls' tennis now after we uh, recapped. A lot on uh, track. That was, a, that was a mouthful. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the girls uh, competed well, but uh, lost a tough one against a very experienced St. Mary's team. I mean, St. Mary's had a ton of upperclassmen, and we had not very many. Um, we uh, lost all of our individual meets, but uh, we split the double matches. Okay. So uh, we went... 0-4 in the individuals, and then 2-2 two and two in uh, doubles. Christina Young and Elsie Rudolph won their match, along with uh, Catherine Frentress and Mallory Scott winning theirs. So uh, let me clap it up for, uh, for the girls that won. And um, I got to say, we're looking pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, St. Mary's is ranked highly in the state, so uh, I got to say, good luck to the girls. Yeah. 
and, and the, the boys have oh, yeah. not uh, had any competitions because they've all been rained out. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, lacrosse is one and one on the year. They lost fourteen to four against Sunset, but then they came back and won twenty two to nine against Mountainside. And then wow. we didn't forget about Dan's team. Yes. We're gonna get to that in just a second when we interview five time state champion girls head coach Jen Chafee. We are now welcomed by five-time state champion uh, dance team coach, Jen Chafee. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. So to start, um, I kind of want to hear like your dancing background before you started coaching. Oh, okay. Um, I started dancing in high school. Um, I moved from Southern California to Grants Pass uh, my freshman year of high school. And when I got there, they had this amazing dance team there. And I had never taken a dance class in my life, but I thought, I want to be a part of that. So I went to a local studio in town and took a jazz class. Um, And then (laughs) at the end of the school year in spring when they had tryouts, I tried out and miraculously made it. Um, And then that started my three-year journey of being on the Grants Pass High School Royals and Royalettes. Um, after that, I went to school at Southern Oregon University, go Raiders. Oh, yeah. And I joined the dance team there, which was not a competitive situation. It was really just performing at football and basketball games. Um, but that kept me dancing. And then post college, um, I didn't have dance in my life for a couple years. And then I got involved um, choreographing for a summer musical theater camp um, for a couple years there. And then um, about 14 years ago, uh, almost 15 years ago, stumbled upon this uh, coaching position at Canby High School. Interesting. That got me back in the game. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So uh, how did you meet your assistant, James? So during those three years of dance team at Grants Pass High School, he was a member of the same dance team. So we danced together in high school. He was older than me. So when I was a sophomore, he was a senior and one of our team captains Um, and just amazing at everything he did. He had a gymnastics background. Um, So I spent one year on dance team with him. His sister was also on the team. So we were friends um, for a couple years after that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it seems like every I've been to friends and family twice, and I feel like every time I go, I've learned more and more about him, and he seems like a very interesting guy. He is a very interesting person. <laughs> he has uh, such a rich dance background. It sounds like Unlike me, who just kind of went off and was like, oh, I'll just perform at basketball games in college. He <laughs> went to school at, at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and studied dance. He was a dance oh, wow. major. Um, he was able to perform in some Cirque du Soleil type shows in Vegas due to his gymnastics and dance background. And from there, he went to San Diego and joined a company. And then from there was discovered at the American Dance Festival and then was a member of the Shenway Dance Arts in New York for over 10 years as a founding member and traveled the world as a member of this professional dance company. So he is very unique and has a lot (laughs) more dance background than I do. And my second year coaching, I remember telling my assistant at the time, there was this guy I was on high school dance team with and he's continued to dance. And I should see if he wants to come choreograph a dance for us. I'm thinking this would be way out of his like uh, plans at the time because he was like traveling the world and living in New York, which seemed very glamorous to me. And but I stalked him on MySpace. Did you guys remember <laughs> oh, MySpace? Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's a little before us. Yeah, it was but... a little before your time. But I stalked him on MySpace and saw that he was coming to Portland to teach a couple dance classes. So I 
convinced my assistant coach to join me in going to one of his dance classes. And I just showed up in Portland at the studio and took his dance class and stuck around after. And I was like, do you remember me? He goes, yes, I remember you. We went to high school together dancing. I go, oh, great. Would you ever want to choreograph for a dance team again? I'm a coach and we do show like we did in high school. And he goes, actually, I have had a show like kind of stirring around in my head for a while. And the rest is history. (laughs) So, yeah, that's That's awesome. awesome. So how did like COVID affect like your guys' dance team, like from 2020, right? till like when like the mask mandate ended. Yeah. um, In 2020, we were literally it was the week before Before state state. championships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was devastating. Um, Just I mean, our season is very long. We go from August to March. So to imagine being about eight months and two weeks into our season and a week before it was supposed to end. And it, it was like a slow trickle. Our last competition early in March that year, our, James said, what if they canceled state? And my other assistant and I looked at him and said, they would never do that ever. And we should have knocked on wood or something because it absolutely happened. And slowly that week before state, it was like they started canceling other things. And then they were like, "Okay, we'll do state. But no parent, nobody can come in and watch. And that was like hard for the senior parents. They were like, oh, that sucks. We don't get to see our kids dance for the last time. And then um, literally then the next day they were like, just kidding. We're canceling all of it. It's terrible. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah. um, Yeah. I know I was talking with because we used to have lunch with all the dance team and they were uh we were talking about how all of our baseball season got canceled. Yeah. And they're like, that sucks. I really hope state doesn't get canceled. And then the very next day, yeah, it, everyone was so sad. And I was, yeah, and it, and I was actually planning to go too. I was really? like, that was going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, state at the Coliseum is the best experience. And it's sad because then this year they didn't have it there. So that like 2019 ended up being our last hurrah at the Coliseum, um, which that's where state's been since James and I were on dance team. So we were ho- looking forward to our final like closure show at the Coliseum and and that didn't happen. And so COVID has continued to affect us in that then when the 2021 school year started um, and we were all at home doing school, we were able to start dancing that summer, but outdoors mm-hmm. in groups of 10 or less and wow. six feet apart. So we started meeting um, outside on the tennis courts all summer long. We'd have to come four days a week, the coaches, in order for everyone on the team to get a chance to come once because of the pod size. And we, you know, taking temperatures outside, you know, it's like uh-huh. 90 degrees out and I'm taking your temperature. I'm like, oh, it's a little warm, but you know, go stand in the shade for a few minutes. So we danced like that all summer. Then we were getting ready to start back up and then the fires hit in the fall. Oh. And so that can't, can't dance outside. Can't dance outside. That ruined our, our dance space basically. Um so that was another couple weeks off. We would do some Zoom things occasionally. Um and then finally things cleared. We got to start going in a gym again. It had been like six months since we'd been in a gym. That was amazing. Um, we, we danced with masks the entire time, mm-hmm. like literally up until friends and family night last week or yeah. two weeks ago, yeah. we continued to dance with masks. And um, yeah, so for the 2021 school year, our Dance Coaches Association decided early, early in the season, like by October of that year, that we would not have any in-person competitions for the whole year. Um, I was not thrilled with that because I I then watched every other sport get to have competitions that year, uh right? And they found a way, like, yes, football games with five people in the audience (laughs) slowly, Mm -hmm. you know, but we we built up to things or just limiting audience members. And there were ways we could have just gone one school into the gym, compete, leave, then the next team comes in just to keep that alive. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so that was hard and that was challenging to coach through because how do you keep people motivated like uh-huh. you're ready for games right you're like this is why we're out here doing these drills it's because game day is coming matches are coming meets are coming and it was like well we're just creating to create and keep our skill up and eventually they had judges come watch us in person and give us a score and a ranking and some feedback yeah. and some feedback which was not wait, don't get me wrong it was amazing to be dancing and having a reason to put together a routine and buy a costume and all that stuff but um it was it was still sad to not be competing. So this year, finally, the 21-22 season, it was like, we're back, we're back we get yeah. to compete, mm-hmm. and it's crazy that we had not have a, had a regular season like that since 2019. That is yeah, crazy. Definitely. Um, can you t- like talk about like the team's culture and uh, like the leadership and like how you start and like build it, especially with uh, your daughter being one of the leaders on yeah. the team? Yeah. Um, so when when James and I were in high school, becoming a team leader or a captain, we call it, um, was kind of a big deal. And you would audition for it, basically. And mm-hmm. it involved um, <clears throat> writing an essay about things and teaching and, and doing all the steps, things that you would have a team leader do. So when, when I got this coaching job... Um, in the very first couple of years, the tradition had been that it was just seniors. If you were a senior, you were automatically a captain. And um, so after I kind of got my feet on the ground, I was like, I kind of like to incorporate some of these things from back in my high school days. So I do. I have them write an essay on what leadership means to them. Um, they answer some short questions. They do an interview. So we sit down with them, with the coaches, and we ask them like scenario questions, like what would you do if a conflict arose on the team? Or how would you go about teaching a routine? Um, what would you do when morale was low on the team? How would you encourage your teammates just to see what their answers would be? And then when we have our tryouts for everybody, we have them teach the tryout routine because then we get to see them in action. Because ultimately on Dance Team, we do ask them to do a lot of that. Um, And then we do a a poll of previous year's team members to just kind of say, like, of these people who are auditioning for captain, who do you see as being a strong leader? And they can give feedback um, and rank them. It's it's anonymous. And we use that to kind of help inform our decision. Um, But then ultimately the coaches decide from that whole process who would be the best leaders. There's some years where it's really easy and we have five kids auditioning and we're like, yep, all five of you will be great leaders. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Some years it's been more tough. There've been 10, 11, 12 seniors and that's a few too many captains. So yeah. we do have to whittle it down and those are always really hard decisions because you don't want to ever tell somebody you don't have leadership ability, but this year we're going to name this many roles and we'll still give you opportunities to grow in that. So that's how we've always done it. The last couple of years have been different because of COVID. We couldn't really do the in per, all the in-person things. So the, That's right, because I've seen you guys. You guys have gone on like camping trips and you guys dress up and you guys all do that stuff yeah. sort of thing. Yes. So we've, we've lost a little bit of that. And so last spring, I guess, when we were gearing up for tryouts, which we were going to get to do in-person tryouts, which was great, the... Um, the going to be seniors that w- wanted to be captains, they did teach the tryout routine, which was awesome. They all submitted a video. We also have them choreograph a little piece for themselves just to go through the process of putting a dance together. Um, so they submitted videos and then we got to watch them and then the team voted. Um, and yeah, it, also we had, we ended up with six seniors this year. Five of them had been on the team previously and they all auditioned for captain. The sixth senior joined us just for the first time mm-hmm. this year. So um, it made the decision real easy. They were all amazing, um, great teachers, great potential leaders. Um, so that's how that happens. It's not always that easy, yeah, but exactly. that is how we go about it. Um, 
And then we do like to, in the past, sometimes we've taken the seniors away um, in the summer, like to Sun River for a weekend and do a leadership. We go through a leadership booklet by Bruce Brown, talks about being a servant leader to your team. And we talk about the different roles that they can play on the team. Um, and then we do, we ask them to start leading. We, we give them captain lines. We have sisters on the team or brothers mm-hmm. yeah. and they kind of grow that friendship. Um, and we just put them out in front of their team and let them lead. Yeah, definitely. So this is kind of, this isn't like, well, I guess it's related to dancing, but like how difficult is it to recruit boys on the team? Um, some, this year it was difficult. We didn't have any boys this year. Um, but honestly, for the last six or seven years, we've had a steady stream of boys on the team. Mm -hmm. Um, oftentimes it comes down to who the girls know at school and they're like, Oh, this person would be amazing. I mean, it takes a confident dude to show up and be on a team of 28 to 30 (laughs) girls. Right. And we've, we don't have a lot of boys who are dancers in town, you know, like Mm -hmm. the boys are doing other athletic things. Um, the local studio is amazing, but it's mostly girls up through those junior high, high school days. Um, so sometimes you just luck out and you find an athlete who's in between seasons or at work with their competitions um some athleticism is nice oftentimes they are doing lifts with girls and things like that but also just being able to move um and take creative input um so yeah some years it's more difficult but we love it it's it's such a nice component to add to the team yeah definitely and uh rather than having like four girls lift up one it's like it's a lot easier (laughs) yes just one solo arm (laughs) back in the day i don't know if you remember dalton on Uh, dance team back in the day uh yeah dalton could just like one-handed like put a girl up and walk around the floor with her for a few minutes but yeah Uh, yeah, that's funny um did you ever like have a moment where you realized you're like wow i'm not bad at this coaching job oh um (laughs) there's sometimes this feedback that uh in contrary but yeah i there's been definitely like a lot of little moments Mm -hmm. for me in that um over the years of like just things that that get said to me by kids or by yeah. parents. Um, I know over COVID times when we ended last year's season without any competitions and we were at banquet, one of the parents just kind of got up and was like, you just need to know that you guys saved some of our kids this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really tough time in life for people and their mental health. And just the fact that we kept going and didn't give up and met outside on those tennis courts and then outside in this sideways freezing rain in the winter, like we did everything we could to keep it going and th- those moments mean a lot. Um, and I would say most recently at the state championships when they called third place and they said can be. And there was that silence in the gym. And then Abby jumped up and my seniors jumped up and they uh-huh. cheered because every year we say no at every competition. It doesn't matter what place you get. You get up and celebrate your accomplishments. Yeah. Um that was a very proud moment for me where I was like, whew, that because that was tough. And it, that wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily what they were feeling in that moment. But I got Definitely. a lot of feedback from other people in that gym who were watching afterwards. That's, who have yeah. been around the dance world for a long time. And they said, your kids are a class act. And I mean, that's got to be so weird where you're like, where you're like, you get third place in out of a 6A competition and you're like speechless. You know, I, mean, I think like I know you guys I, in the recent past are not used to that, but I mean... And that's still a great accomplishment. Yeah. Yep. It sure is. No, 100%. And yeah. Kind of sticking on that same path. What was it like winning your first state championship? Oh, that was pretty special. Um, the year was 2015. And um, 
It was uh, an awesome routine. It was called Evan S. And um, it was about some memories never fading. And we built literally built a house in the show. And we had dust in our hands. We threw baking soda in the air. And like, <laughs> it was really cool and dramatic. And um, I just remember like the, the years it took to lead up to that. And then knowing that year we kept coming out on top at local competitions was so exciting. And um, yeah, I mean, I think... It's yeah, there's just nothing like it. It's so exciting. You like want to remember those kids in that moment forever. And then I think they like start turning the lights off on us at the Coliseum because we just wouldn't leave. We're just out on the floor <laughs> taking pictures, like celebrating. And yeah, you just kind of want to live in that moment. And it's pretty special. Yeah, no, um, it's special to like accomplish something that big with uh, a group of kids that, you know, tried so hard. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, along those lines like um can you talk about like this year's team and like uh what they've accomplished and like how special it is to have both your kids on the same team yeah um yes don't let me forget to answer that um so this year's team came i mean we are literally just coming out of this covid pandemic Mm -hmm. so um of the 28 members of our team um, four seniors had ever been to state before. Wow. So, yeah, four out of 28 have ever experienced a full season and getting to compete at the state championship level, which is mind boggling when you think of that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, most other teams in our state were in the same position because we lost so much competition. Um, so and uh, so Gracie's class, the sophomore class this year, when they tried out their freshman year in the middle of COVID, literally they filled out a Google form. And that was their tryout. So I, so that that is what that's what this team was. Right. And and that was a huge class that joined our team. And I thought, oh, wow, they're not even getting one competition. I don't know if they'll stick with it. We didn't get to do so many of our fun things like you talked about. Yeah. Um, but they all came back the next year, which was so amazing. Um, and our our junior class this year, their freshman year that they were freshmen the year that we got up to the week of state and mm-hmm. it all got canceled. So they had put so much work in and had experienced competition and success during that season and then got to that last moment and got it taken away. So just a team full of kids that are gritty and resilient and tough and hardworking and passionate and really wanted to be there um, and wanted to get to experience those things as a team. Um, Pretty special to have both of my daughters on the team. it can be a tricky place to be like, if you, oh, I mean, I think you boys both are involved in activities and sports and there's yeah. definitely some days where your coach says some things or makes you do some drills or something. You're like, they driving you crazy and you like, go home, <laughs> right? And you go home and who do you get to spill that to, right? Yeah. Your parents, they're there to be your sounding board and you can just kind of go off at the mouth with them about like, oh, why did coach do this? And then they can be great parents and, you know, comfort you, hear you out and be like, yep, but coaches, you know, it's for a reason, get back out there. Well, my kids come home after a tough practice. And they come home with coach. Like, what do you do with that? So luckily, my husband is an amazing dance dad. um, And he's he's the girls always got home before me because the coaches stay in chat after practice. So there's definitely some nights when I'd come in the door 20 minutes later and they'd still be in there letting dad know what practice was like. Um, And I just kind of like slowly walk in and be like, hey. Um, But uh, for the most part, pretty amazing to get to experience all these things with my girls. Absolutely. um, And forever get to be a dance mom and a coach coach and be behind the scenes. I'm sure it's embarrassing for them at times. I get (laughs) emotional when I'm giving my pep talks. I get crazy when I'm cheering them on in the middle of things. So I'm sure they get a little extra embarrassed. Um, But it's also been a really special bond. And I'm so happy that I've gotten to experience all that with them. 
You've t- you just talked about the the dance dads. Can you kind of explain what they do? Because I feel like they go very like they're very underrated and they go oh. unnoticed. Can you kind of talk about like all the setting up they do and all that stuff? Yeah, um, we call our our dance dads the prop pops oh, there you um, go. because we're a show <laughs> team and they build us props. There's also moms who get involved. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Miss Anderson from Baker Prairie Art. Oh, yeah. um, she painted our beautiful wall this year. That was her original artwork on there. Wow. Um, so there's moms and dads behind the scene doing all these things. But the prop pops build a special bond like I guess when you get to that stage of life and your kids are in high school if you've got girls and they're on dance team it's not like you're in the stands chewing sunflower seeds cheering them on you know what I mean like (laughs) it's different Um, so they build such a rapport together behind the scenes they meet at a shop here in town multiple nights a week we're at practice the dads are in the shop with their power tools they're building they're designing they're painting they're Mm -hmm. they're dropping walls and practicing all that stuff they go ahead of time to the competitions to set up they drive trucks together they'll drop all our props off and then go out to breakfast together there have been groups that to this day from back early in my coaching they go to the gun club on open gun nights together a group of dads formed a band one year and performed (laughs) together multiple times and they just they it's such a nice thing to see their friendships also grow together and the girls love it they're like oh my dad is laughing at the the prop pop group text or the dads are going out together and they think it's so cute to see their dads like making friends like they do in dance team that's awesome yeah um i know a lot of it's like it's special with a sport like that because i know not every sport gets that yeah and to have uh, the parents just as involved as you are in a sport i mean it, it like keeps you going right yeah and um i don't know just it's like you can't quit because they're like keeping you right your parents are just as into it as you are yeah, we, exactly. and we have the dads dance in the fall um, oh the da- the, the dads da- da- dance da- at a football mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. and or grandpa or uncle or brother whatever role you you know special person you have in your life um so that's really fun because we they get to come get a chance to learn how to dance which is usually humbling for them and then perform <laughs> in front of the entire town and then a less advertised event is when the moms learn a dance around state time the moms actually learn a version of our state routine and perform oh, wow. it for the team and we did that like the Saturday before state and mm-hmm. the dads come in and they watch too because then they're like ah oh, it's your turn but yeah. um, it's pretty special and the girls go crazy watching their moms trying to do the same dance moves as them. <laughs> very special yeah um, so can you like explain drill down because I know uh, it's it's hard for people in the stands that like haven't gone to very many dance competitions it is my favorite part of watching is it? dance it's oh yeah favorite. same so drill down I don't know the history of why we do this on dance team because it seems like very opposite worlds but it is literally a series of military style commands <laughs> so if you joined the military and got shipped off to boot camp you would be learning how to march like this right and you'd learn mm-hmm. right phase left face about phase parade rest all those things somewhere along the lines they decided dance team should also do this and it's sort of a chance for uh you know dance team is obviously very group sport team sport yeah yeah. and then you get into drill down and then it's just you like it's all about this game of concentration focus memorization and you're hearing these drills and commands and following them so some kids really thrive at it and you'll you'll watch them rise through the year they'll get they'll keep placing at all these competitions you're like wow they're really good at this yeah others it like sends them into like a little bit of a butterfly moment they're like i'm just gonna get out on the first one and sit down (laughs) so um it's been fun over the years and i call it at practice um with so that they can practice it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, some years you just get ones who are just slaying out there. This year we did. We had a large group of them that kept placing at local competitions. And um, and we had Marissa Van Hoos place fifth at state. So That's, that's incredible. Yeah, every team got to send eight 
uh, dancers to the floor for drill down. And so we chose our eight based on how they did all mm-hmm. year. And we did a little drilled off at uh, Friends and Family yeah, Night. And um, and so we had some sophomores out there who've actually never competed in advanced drill down. But they got to go out there because they've done so good all year. And yeah, Marissa held her own. And that was a tough night. So that was it's pretty amazing. Yeah, very special. So speaking of that tough night, yeah. um, I want you to explain. So I heard there was a very like controversial penalty that I called that prob- that might have decided what place you guys got. I want you to explain it to me two different ways. Okay. First, as if you were an unbiased judge, okay, like just trying to explain. And then second, as a very biased candy, <laughs> candy fan. I can handle that. Okay. So um, as a very non-biased judge, um, I would say that there was a lift in the last remaining moments of our routine in which the dancer looked to be in the split position while suspended in the air and only one of her hands was in contact with the base person one of the people holding her up in the air and rule 4.6.2 or something in our nfhs rulebook says in a suspended split position the top person must have both hands in contact with the base wow so that is the very non-biased um thing and in that moment the tech judge saw splits in their opinion huh. yeah do i get to change characters now yeah, oh yeah now, now, co- now coach jen can go coach jen is going to tell you first of all we did not choreograph suspended splits in our routine so we were very uh shocked. surprised and shocked to see that <laughs> on the penalty i and uh, mind you this was all such a blur but they called the placings at state and so we wanted to make sure that we rallied with the team took pictures celebrated that moment it's a tradition to go congratulate the first place team so me and my coaching staff went over to clackamas hugged those coaches and and literally while we're standing in the gym, our, our admin was there. All four of our principals were there that night. It was so amazing. There was a, a reporter asking us questions. All these things were happening. And my phone chimes and the email with the scores come in. And I'm like, I have to open this. I have to open this and see. <laughs> and there at the bottom, it says the penalty. And it's talking about suspended splits. And I'm trying to like be cheerful and like do all the things I'm supposed to do. And I'm looking at James and Jenna going, where are suspended splits in our routine? Like that is a very specific thing, suspended yeah. splits. Like usually a group of like four to six people hoist somebody up over their head their hips are square and they push down until both their legs are in a flat split like you could set this person on the ground and they would be flat on the ground both legs straight out and i saw the picture and that's what it looked like that is a suspended split Uh, we did not put any of those in our routine so we were very i was very distracted i wanted to like run back to my dance bag in the room in the back and like get my rule book out and look this up so um, they're very big on definitions in the rule book. And so suspended split is, you know, a person is in the split position while suspended. They also define split position. Like that is a very specific definition of what split position is. And the definition in the book is um, a person's legs, plural, because there's two yeah. legs, are at a right angle from the trunk of their body. So that means two legs at a right angle from the trunk of the body. So when I had an... Where is the trunk of the body? This this part of your body. Like from your waist up, that would be your body. Yeah, the trunk of your body. So the next day, um, I went and attended the other day's state championships events, and I had an opportunity to speak in person with the tech judges who gave us this ruling. And I asked her to please explain. And so we read the definitions together, and I said, but do you see it says legs both in a right angle to the body. And this dancers did not have both legs. And she says, she said to me, how would you interpret a right angle? (laughs) 90 degrees. And that's only one, right? Also, 
is a right angle really open for interpretation? No. <laughs> what? So in that moment, so, so you were just like, ah. I was like, wait a second. This is it's not actually open for interpretation. I I used a little hand motion and showed her like my top hand and my bottom hand. That makes a ninety degree angle. So both legs should have been flat in this. And then we pulled up a picture. And it was the picture that the Canby Herald took. They came that night and sat right on the floor near where the judge was. And I said, as you can see, her front leg is pointed down. Um, the girl's arms in front are like this. The girl's arms in back are like that, which by physics, I think, would make her tilted and the front leg mm -hmm. pointing down. And then she replied and said, well, now, for most kids, that would be the splits. For most. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's like her nice way of telling her telling you she messed up. Well, those words will not be uttered, but in my opinion, in <laughs> my biased you, opinion, you, which I'm supposed to be having right now, that's right? the role I'm playing, yep. um, I did reply and say, I don't really care what most kids look like in splits. I care that by the definition in your book that you're showing me, she was not in the splits. And if you took her out of that lift and set her on the floor, she would not be flat on it because she's not in the splits. And I then also followed up with, you know, performance judging should be subjective. Like, do I like this? Am I feeling this? All that stuff. Technical judging is not yeah, subjective. It's objective. It is black and white. You have mm -hmm. a book right there with the definitions. And that's pretty disheartening for me to go back and have to tell these kids, you didn't technically do anything wrong. But in yeah. that moment, she thought she saw you in the splits. That's so bad. And I, I just... And there's no way of going back and challenge. Nope. It's too late. Right? It's mm -hmm. too late. She, they, they don't go back and change things like that, which is questionable to me. I think we should maybe have... At where the stakes are so high at a state championship uh -huh. event like that. And there's two tech judges at the event. The other one claimed she was looking on the other side of the floor. And they don't have to agree. Like, they didn't have to both see it. But mind you, we did that same lift in three spots on the floor. And it wasn't cool. And nobody else saw a thing. And But I just feel like it, where the stakes are so high. And our penalties, mind you, are 10% of our score sheet, wow. which is astronomical. Like, yes, if there are bad calls in other sports, it's, they're not going to take 10% of your scores off the scoreboard. Uh -uh. Right? Somebody else might get to make one or two, like, free throws or something or get a penalty kick. But it's not going to cost you 10% of your score sheet. So, um Yep, that was that frustrating moment. No, that's that sucks because um, it's it's the final competition. It's uh, what you want to be perfect at the yeah. end, and you want to do your best and to put it in the fate of the judges where uh, they know they messed up. I mean, you can't say that they they know because they didn't say right. it, but. Um, yeah, very biased, but I, I agree. It's like we we saw the pictures. We're like, ah, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> nonetheless, I mean, nonetheless, third place. That's a very. It is. You got. You nope. should be very proud oh, of your team. I'm very proud. Yeah. So proud of the team, and I, you know, just to remind them to, to, to celebrate that. You know, there are multiple teams that day who didn't get their name called at all exactly. for any yeah. placing. So mm -hmm. the fact that we got our name called, that we're in the top three in the state, even with a two-point penalty, we hung on to the top three. Um, it doesn't undo the fact that before the penalty, we had the highest score in state. We got six first-place ordinals from those judges. They declared us the best performance of the night. Like, And we, we knew that. We felt that. Mm -hmm. um, and... And that, so it can't take away from that. Yeah. That and it still brought home a trophy. So we uh, sure did. So we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all, my last question is Have you ever had like a performance by like your team that just left you like speechless or like in awe? 
Yes. Uh, this one at state absolutely did that. There were like tears flowed. I kind of got down the stairs from the coaches section. And I was I've, videoing. I've heard this is a very emotional dance. It was a, it's a very emotional dance. And a friend of mine who coaches at another school came that night just to watch. And she saw me and just and hugged me. And I just I lost it. Like I just <laughs> the emotion of it all. Um, it's very emotional to watch my own children dance, especially knowing it was Abby's sort of last dance as a yeah. senior. That was Literally. emotional. Um, a few years back, 2016, we did a routine called Torn. Um, and it was a very emotional routine also. I remember James and I just sat in the Coliseum probably five minutes after like both of us just sobbing. It was very emotional. Um, the judges used to make recordings of watching your performance and hearing judges in those moments too where they become speechless and can't speak. Yeah, They're just so moved. And we didn't have comments this year at State, but I know that a lot of them were were moved. And yeah. Yeah. No, it was a great dance to watch at friends and family. So I'm glad I went to that. Thank you. I'm glad you guys came. I'm hoping maybe we get to do an assembly at school because the other cool part was that we had the cantalinas with us. Yeah, I know. that was very cool. And that was sort of our surprise. And that wall fell and those 22 voices. I mean, you've just never heard an angelic it was awesome. sound like that. It was <laughs> so moving and powerful in the gym space. You could have heard a pin drop in there. Exactly. People were so blown away. Um, so I'm hoping we get a chance to perform for the school because I think the school should see, you know, the, the combined of these two great groups from Canby High together creating yeah. this. Um, I think it'd be really cool to get to share that with the whole school. Definitely. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank um, you yes, guys. Thank you. And good luck in the years to come. Thank you so much. Yeah. Don't try out during May. We are back uh, after that interview with Coach Chafee, and we have a new segment. New segment. Um, new segment. Cougar Country approved. Uh, we power rank random things. Uh, today we are uh, doing some fast food joints, but it can be anything from your like everyday use of like, like chip flavors. Um, like I don't even know. Just for anything. Like, yeah. It, it, um, so if you want something to be power ranked, just hit us up. And we have Cougar Country Instagram. You can t- tweet at us. You can come up to us at school or wherever you find us, and we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, starting off today, we have uh, fast food. Um, we got 12, 12 things to rank. Well, um, um, you can rewind back if you need to hear them all, but all of them are we got Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, McDonald's, In-N-Out, Sonic, Panda Express, Subway, Five Guys, Jack in the Box, Dairy Queen, Chipotle, Wendy's, and KFC. Yes. So, um, do you just want to just want to go down the line of like? I say we start low. Okay. You know? So uh, starting at number twelve, I got KFC. I mean, KFC. I put that. Yep. I didn't even put a D tier. I just put an F tier and put yeah, KFC. Yeah. Uh huh. F tier. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Definitely not not even mid. Just low. Low. I mean, their fries, they're all right. I mean, but the chicken. You f- I've never felt more gross after eating food uh-huh. than yeah. Chick-fil-A. Not than Chick-fil-A. KFC. KFC. KFC, yeah. So uh, number 11, I got Wendy's. Wendy's? I had them on the C tier. So okay. they're the next tier up because yeah. I skipped the D tier. You skipped D tier? Yeah, because right. KFC is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's it's also in part, there's not a lot of Wendy's around us. Don't have it very often. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I'm never you know, really wanting to go back. Yeah, I know. It's never Actually, really calling your name. Only highlight there's awesome spicy nugs. Dude, they got some nice spicy nugs. That's so, facts. I'll give them that. But, yeah, not, not, nothing else really going for Wendy's. Uh, number 10, I got five guys. I'm, I'm not really impressed with their food. A little pricey. Yeah, a little pricey. Good um, fries. Good fries, but, like, I would never go out of my way to get five guys. Yeah, again, not, not really close in our area, so. Mm-hmm. 
number nine, I got in and out. I mean, Whew. it's it's rough. I know it's it's low on the list, but I mean, it's it's not very good in my opinion. See, I had I had in and out on the A tier. Really? Um, I ate there when I was in during spring break. I was in LA for a day. We had in and out, and kind of I've been saying it's, it's like um, have, don't eat it very much, but like this works in the opposite way where it's exclusive. So every time I have it, like I don't have it very often. It's it's pretty good. Like great yeah. food, good burger, great milkshakes are a little thick. It's mm-hmm. kind of a it's kind of a workout to get yeah. it down. Great fries, and what. The real the real thing that puts it over the top for me is it's incredibly cheap. Yes, no, it is definitely cheap. You don't pay a lot of money for some pretty pretty above average fast food. Mhm. Yeah. Um yeah. I think I put it right there because of my experience at the Kaiser one. Okay. I mean, Kaiser. You go drive through? Yeah. Well, see, that's your problem. If you go in, you're great. You're chilling. I went in at the Kaiser one. Had my food in 10 minutes, 5 Great minutes. Experience, yeah. Um, so number eight, I got Dairy Queen. Yeah, um, yeah. that's what it sounds about right. Always long line, uh, never amazing food, but great ice but cream. They, but they got blizzards. They got blizzards, so yeah. that that keeps them out keeps of them the in, lower the yeah. lower end. So yeah, yeah. keeps it like a C tier. Um, seven, I got Taco Bell. I know, I know, right? Brutal. But um, the reason it's down and uh, is because we got Chipotle on the list. So I would I would always take Chipotle over Taco Bell. See. I'm taking Taco Bell over Chipotle. Really? I'm Taco Bell was on the A tier for me. It's like that top three, top four for me. I'm a yeah. big ta- I'm I'm a big quesadilla guy. Quesad- mm-hmm. their quesadillas work wonders. I've I might I might it move like, it down now because it's getting really expensive. Mm-hmm. So is no, everything. Yeah, That's um so I'm starting to eat there less and less. But like in its prime, big Taco Bell yeah. guy. This was like a B minus tier. Mm-hmm. So like it's all right. Uh six I got panda. Panda, panda's all right, but panda it's, a little, like, it's a little pricey. A little pricey. Good food. I mean, like, if you don't want to eat something, like, super greasy or, like, like you're not feeling a burger and, like, you want some, like, a more complete meal, Panda Express is definitely the way to go. No, definitely. And um, They got some really good fried rice. And, and best orange, orange chicken, chicken. Best orange chicken you can get. Um, Facts. So, yeah, Panda Express right about the, right about the middle. Yeah. Uh, five more towards the top. I got McDonald's. I mean, McDonald's cheap, uh, all right food. Definition of reliable. Yeah, Definition exactly. of reliable. It's, it's like, it's a little old reliable, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that you get home and uh, you're looking for maybe like a nice nice nap. You go to one blanket. You, you just go to that same blanket every single time, you know? You're just, you're looking for that. You can, you can just never, you can never go wrong with McDonald's. Like yeah, if you can I, never go wrong with a 10-piece nug. Like, exactly. You know Great fries, yeah. Older yeah. Life, I had them in the A tier, top three or four-ish mm-hmm. still again. All right, now getting into the A tier, uh, like top. A minus, yeah. Uh, I got Sonic at four. Sonic's great. Sonic's um, great. Great slushies. Great slushies. Great slushies. Great popcorn nugs. Not a big, not the biggest fan of their food. And the, all they really got is like burgers. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not a huge burger guy. Just not yeah. a great fan. Of, but the slushies are phenomenal. And yeah. they got shit in their shakes. So great desserts. Kind of yeah. put them over the top. And um, they're, you get your food pretty fast. And then you have like the, got like the, like old drive-in style that kind of gives it old vintage vibe. So no, like definitely that nice. Sonic. I miss the days when they would come out on roller skates. That mm-hmm. used to be a thing. Three, I got Subway. Subway is great. Subway, Love great. Me. I mean, that and McDonald's, like, all reliable. All reliable. Um, always good. The part, the, but other than Chipotle, the healthiest option on the on yeah. the list. No, definitely. Um, number two, Chick-fil-A. 
I know. At two? I know. At, at two. two? At two. You probably got it at oh, one. Oh, I know you have at one now, but yep. Chick-fil-A is definitely my one. Great food. Great food. Great chicken. Can never... Great, yeah. Uh, waffle fries never mm-hmm. go wrong. Great sauces. Yes. Iconic Chick-fil-A sauce. I got to say, though, number of- one... Chipotle, baby. See, I've just never. Maybe I'm. I just don't get it enough. But I've never been able to get so on the, the the Chipotle train. I'm a big Chipotle guy. Um, I had a quesadilla there once because they're kind of new, and the guy like he got mad at me because he's like, you can only more, more mobile order these, but I'm gonna do it for you anyway. So I felt yeah. bad for getting my food. Um, I mean, you hear great things about the bowl, the bowls, bowls, uh-huh. and then. Or the burritos. The burritos, burritos. Dude, the double double wrap burritos where you get ex- extra beef, extra rice. Ooh, I'd, low-key just, I'd rather stay local and just go to El Cholito. Hey, maybe El, we'll, El have, to pow- maybe we'll have to power rank like local restaurants. Yeah, local restaurants. Well, if hey, we're trying hit to- our line for uh, your power rankings. Yeah. So, or uh, your new thoughts of what we should power rank. There we go. So that that was it's kind of a quick fun segment. This episode's gone very long. Yes. So we kind of wanted to wrap it up not take too much of your time. Yes, exactly. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cougar Country Hometown Sports. And again, we appreciate you guys for all the support. Yes, thank you. Next week, we have yet another action-packed episode where we recap spring sports and interview another great guest. <laughs>